Greetings, programs. Welcome to the Tron Lives Podcast. I'm Day, aka Discs of Tron, and I'm joined again, as usual, by Reeds to talk about the newest entry into the Tron franchise, Tron Identity, developed by Bithel Games, released about a week and a half ago from when we're recording this. Should be about two and a half weeks by the time this comes out if I'm on top of editing. If not, I'm just going to leave this in anyway to just embarrass my future self, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, Tron Identity, it's out. Um, quick background, if you didn't watch our D20, watch, if you didn't listen to our D23 episode from September, we first heard about this game at the Disney Game Showcase at D23 2022. All we had was a little reveal trailer and an interview with Mike Bithell, the, um, director and writer of the game. Um, and CEO of the company, I'm making it. So we didn't have too much, but the game is out, guys. The game is out and it is so good. So good. It's $15. It's available both on Steam and on the Nintendo Switch. You should go get it. It's really good. And I mean, it's Tron. What's not to love? So grab some energy. <laughs> and join us as we talk about Tron Identity, as well as a couple of other things, because April is indeed the month of Tron. Good evening. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> Honestly, it'll probably be morning when we release this, but yes. Or good, good morning, good or whatever time zone that works. Time zone? Wow, I said it with an S. Oh, well, okay. Anyways. We're recording this late, yeah, so just ignore any slow Late at night. Um, cool. Jet lag cool. is still getting me. Um, I just got back from Chicago about six hours ago, or actually, no, just a couple more hours ago uh if y'all y'all check my twitter um i went to chicago game space to check out their awesome tron exhibit that was dedicated 40 years uh i saw your picture you liked how i tagged you because i thought it would be funny (laughs) i I, I spent a couple of minutes talking to the owner and i was all like oh yeah and i I was like i do this little podcast and ironically, my co-host's namesake is that uh, cabinet over there. And he laughed. <laughs> but they had every uh but they had everything there. Okay. Uh I like completely forgot about Space Paranoids Online, so that was the one I didn't play. But they had all the um they had the original Tron cabinet, the discs of Tron um cabinet that they brought over from Logan. They had the Intellivision and Atari games on the far left side. Um, PS3, Evo, Battle Grids, 2.0 on Xbox. Yeah, I did play a little bit of it. Um, PC is better. <laughs> I like I do like a PC killer app way better. <laughs> Just the movement and everything on like like literally on killer on Xbox versions, like just super bulky. And it just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, they also had the pinball, um, the pinball machine from Legacy, and the whole while the whole exhibit was running, they had the Legacy vinyl going, and the next to it was Paranoids Online, and above had the um, 
the Flynn Rolling Stone cover. Yeah, they had a oh, couple of other cool. things too. Um, they had one still from '82, as well as a couple of couple of shots of scenes from from '82 as well. They had original some of the original Tron toys from '82 in there, as well as some of the newer Diamond Select and then the Comic Con exclusive Tron and good old Tron and Sark Funkos. Wait, I that's that's. Mm, yeah it, it was such an amazing time and of course i got um the f- hey so how long is this exhibit open okay so <laughs> it's may 7th but when i was talking to the owner and don't quote me on this just keep an eye on um chicago game spaces social medias um just for some more things um today like as of we're recording they got interviewed by wgn which is the like the news reporter in uh like news reporter network in chicago so they came in did a whole thing about the tron exhibit and they also ah shoot i forgot his name i'm gonna i'm gonna pull my phone where's my phone okay there it is because they also had somebody oh he, he he was the guy that did the light cycle sequence in 82 i need to go pull it real quickly because i i did retweet it this morning and the guy was telling me about it Okay, so so they had uh like the recent tweet was from um one of the people from WGN TV came out to the exhibition as well as the the Tron Valley Midway artist George Gomez and the curation team for Chicago Game Space. So yeah, it was a really great time. I mean, if you're in the Chicago area or if you're like me that found the cheapest ticket on Southwest Airlines to fly to Midway for the, or to Chicago for the weekend and then fly back, um, definitely do that. Such a great experience. The owner's great. I mean, they not only just have the Tron exhibit, they have a lot of other retro games. Like I was with some friends and we played Mortal Kombat 2 in the upstairs. So yeah, definitely definitely go visit chicago game space it is such a such an awesome time and definitely get there before may 7th but yeah that was uh it was definitely a fun trip so did have some that trip have some ramen awesome yeah you guys should get there asap i didn't get to go but i gotta see reads twitter coverage and it seemed yeah. really epic and i wished i could have been there um southwest had southwest had that fly a friend for free and i like i remember dm was all like hey you want to you want to fly for the week (laughs) um but as cool as that is we have new tron tent boys and girls and everyone listening um all of our friends we we have it it's here it exists. We have new lore. We have new characters. We have a new grid. Um, so let's just get into Tron identity. Um, I guess um, okay. for once, it's... our one of our spoiler warnings will actually be relevant. We are going very in depth on spoilers for identity in this video, in this um, episode. This is your warning for that. Um. If you don't want to be spoiled, if you can't play the game yet, I suggest you leave now. Come back when you can, um, when you when you've played it, or if you're comfortable with spoilers, because we will be talking about um, our separate playthroughs of the game 
and our repeat playthroughs because this is a very replayable <laughs> game. Um, so yeah, there's your warning. Free, you have five seconds to leave. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. This yeah, isn't going to be like just... the, the 2.0 or the Evo ones where I just like spit out spoilers. I'm not doing that. Not yet. We're going to we're going to build to it. But I, I still suggest leaving. If you haven't yet, for some reason, I guess you're just praying to get D-Res just like Ada over there, depending on how you play through the game. Um, there you go. There's a... So, this game does not take place on either of the two grids that we have seen before. We had the NCOM system in um, the 1982 film. We have Flynn's grid, also called the Tron system... Um, and Legacy and Uprising and Evolution and Runner, even though it's not canon. Um, this game takes place in what we know now as the Arc Grid. That is Arc A-R-Q because Tron is cool and spells things fancy. Um, it is a grid that was made by Flynn um, at some point before Betrayal and Evolution and the best line in the franchise of his yeah. Um... Before Clue trapped him inside the other system. Um, and he made this one as like a haven for some ISOs. Because, you know, Clue was starting to get a little, a little genocide-y. If you've watched Legacy or played Evolution or watched Uprising or Red Betrayal, you know what I'm talking about. Um, mm -hmm. But essentially, because Flynn got stuck in the other grid... The arc grid has been untouched by users for when the game kit picks up approximately 2000 cycles. So about 2000 years inside the grid um, without user intervention or anything. So maybe wondering, what does that mean for these ISOs? Well, they've split into a like bunch of factions. We only know of like three of them. I imagine that there's more. I hope there's more. Um, but <laughs> so we have core, which is honestly kind of similar to the occupation TBH, even their color scheme, which I'm sure Reeds was very happy about. Yes. Um, we have the automata, which we'll get to in a minute. And then we have the disciples of Tron, which tbh don't really follow tron's ideology all that great but you know there's an attempt and we'll take that um we play as query a disciple of tron who um is also a detective Ooh, fancy film noir type thing he's yeah. cool um he gets called into this place called the repository which is basically just like a collection of vaults and like data and a bunch of stuff that Core doesn't really want getting out to all the other ISOs on the grid. Um, so it's all very private. But there was an explosion in one of the vaults. So the head of the repository, Prinz, called in Query to figure out what's what's going on. Um, so the first character we meet in the game is Grish. He's cool. He's kind of grizzled old... Um, he's a war veteran. He's a security <laughs> program. Grizzled. Um, look. Just, no, 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 no. Is that like? 
Is that like the grid slang for just old? <laughs> Can we make that a thing? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Um, because the first person query meets. And based on the player's choices as query, Grish will either help you out or he will despise you with every ounce of his being. And all of the playthroughs I have done, there has not really been much of an in-between. Um, <laughs> you either get off on the right foot and stay on the right foot, you get off on the right foot and then screw it up later, or you just screw it up from the beginning. There's... There's very That's few a program that carries. Game, he carries um, a ton of he carries a ton of salt, and if you don't mess up, he will eat the salt oh, at you. Characters in this game are super anger. sassy, and I love it. Um, yes, but you go up to Prince, the head of the repository. Like I said, his office with Grish, and Prince very much believes in the user ideology. Um, he has some fun Easter eggs in his office. We'll get to that in a minute. Um. But he basically tasks Query with, he just tells him, yeah, so we have a suspect locked up in the library. We have a guard in the vault right now trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, go do your detective thing, dude. That's that's your job. Go do it. Um, so Query can then decide whether to go to the vault to talk to the guard or go to the library to talk to the prisoner does not matter which one you do first i've done like five playthroughs of the game has not changed what i've done does not changed the plot depending on which way you go um but let's see we'll go to the library first that one's more fun um so go to the library you meet an iso named ada not to be confused with the other iso named ada from tron uprising they're two different characters supposedly I'm still inclined to believe that Flynn just control C, control V these ISOs over so that it can be the same Ada, but also I don't really care that much either way. Um, <laughs> but that's that's my head canon because I think it's more fun that way. Um, Speaking of canon, guess what's also now canon? Trees! trees. That was crazy. We got trees! Yes, so. <laughs> Ada is the librarian of the data trees in the repository, and the game describes data trees as wild data that is sprouted up, um, and it, like, just contains not memories per se, but also just literally memories and, like, code of what happened there before. So Ada is basically in charge of refining that data and, like, editing it to fit Core's narrative, um and just preserving it um so that's kind of neat and at the time the explosion was going off ada was giving a tour to this program named sierra sierra is um part of the automata faction of isos um and he is kind of epic because they're like double the height of regular programs um like sierra's humanoid but his dialogue implies that most of the automata aren't, and I really want to see what that looks like. 
Are they just like amorphous blobs of zeros and ones or I mean if they're as tall as Sierra, I mean they Flynn maybe built a basketball court for them. Or maybe maybe Sierra's just an uprising character, <laughs> let's be honest. Like yeah. I mean the, he's got the build. Uprising is on the arc grid plot. <laughs> um but basically Sierra was in the library with Ada when the explosion went off. So Query can either be like, well, you could have triggered it remotely. Or Query can be like, hey, so why didn't Grish or Ada, like, bring up the fact that you had an alibi? Sierra's like, because they hate me. Follow along, dude. <laughs> um, Sierra is one of the characters with the most sass in this game, and I adore it. Um, well, it's not sass. The game calls it sarcasm, but it's sass. Um, We're calling it sass. And then... Basically, you're like, okay, cool, nice to meet you, buddy, and either you're nice to Sierra and he likes you, or you aren't nice to him and he hates you. Um, just depends how you're feeling that day. And then you go to the vault to talk to this program named Cass, and Cass is dressed as a guard but does not have any memory. They don't know what the heck is going on. They must be protected um, at all costs. So I love query. Cass so much. Yes, Cass must be protected at all costs. It's quite literally the point of, like, five, three out of the five endings I got. Um, but, um, Query can do this thing where he can defrag identity disks and, like, restore memories to the user, which by this point in the game you've already done for Grish and Prinz, because both of them are having memory loss as a result of the explosion. Apparently the library was immune, so you don't have to do it for Aiden and Sierra. But it's this fun video game. Um, it's a fun mini game inside the video yeah. game. Sorry. Um, and you do it for Cass the most times out of any character throughout the game. Um, and you start piecing things together, but you don't really get much on this first interaction. After that, you go up to Prince's office again. You tell him what you're thinking you're either like sierra did it sierra's innocent Cass is kind of weird or you know i think it's grish and if you say i think it's grish friends will be like man you're completely useless aren't you <laughs> what do you mean just because he's a jerk <laughs> i think that that's funny um but at that time Prinz gets a call from someone and turns out there's um a thief on the roof and Prince and Grish are going to run away and tell Query to go deal with her. Her name is Proxy. She's pretty neat. Has a cool character design. She's the um, other very sarcastic character in this game. Um, she shows up on the roof and tells Query, Yeah, I'm taking advantage of the explosion to steal something tonight. And apparently the Disciples of Tron have like a non-interference oath thing. So technically Query shouldn't um, make choices here. But um, one of the main tags on Steam for this game is Choices Matter. So you can guess yep. how well that's going for him. Um, and, it, and you ask her, well, what are you trying to take? And Proxy tells you that in, this, that in the repository is supposedly a key that Flynn left behind that can give an ISO essentially user powers. So, you know, understandable why she would want to steal it. Um, and Query then makes the choice of either de her 
or letting her on through. Um, up to which one you choose. We're gonna go with letting her in for now because it's more entertaining that way. Makes more plot mm-hmm. things happen. Um, but after that, you you go back inside. Prins and Grish are still gone, so you choose to either go back to the vault or the library. The library is the one that kind of continues it a little. Going back to the library, you learned that Ada has actually been um, releasing heavily edited packets of data out to the public for a while now, without Core's knowledge, and she thinks that that's what got the repository on Proxy's radar in the first place. Um, in his query, you either are like, no, that's not it, or, yeah, why the heck would you do that? Um, <laughs> just kidding, the dialogue options don't let you be this mean. But it kind of does. Yeah, if you like go the all mean route, it's it's actually Depends pretty funny. Some mean. of the things that you get to do. <laughs> yeah, but also at the same time, sometimes they're just like, "Ah, you're such a kidder," and it's like, "No, I hate you." That's why I did, <laughs> um, like the whole like. But if you like choose the whole like independent path with query, I mean, I just say I save that for like my ladder runs because I just wanted to see what else I could do and then I could go because there is an achievement if you like choose to like go alone. Yeah, there's a lot of achievements in this game for individual paths. You, to my knowledge, you cannot get all of them on one playthrough. Actually, no, I know no, for a fact you cannot get every achievement can't. on one playthrough because one requires a character dying and another is for a deathless run. So. <laughs> sorry um but after talking with ada you go back you talk to sierra a bit more and you get a choice either to let sierra go because he's innocent or to keep him there because you feel like it um ada judges you heavily no matter which way you do it um she likes you more if you let him go but she's still just like Mm side-eyeing you the whole time just like my dog um Literally. No, that's literally what my dog does. She gives me the side eye. <laughs> the fact that you said that's literally what it reminded me of. <laughs> but, um, we'll go with letting Sierra go for the moment. Because Grish's reaction to both letting Sierra go and letting Proxy in, he's just like, dude, are you trying to make my night terrible? The salt is um, building. But if you let Sierra go, Sierra's like, okay, cool. I like you, Query. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna be mad at you. But if you force him to stay imprisoned, it doesn't matter what kind of terms you were on with him. He's just gonna be mad. Um, you know, understandably. Yeah. So where Sierra, so, where Sierra yeah. goes, like where the automata are located, it's actually, it's called the Sprawl. So we get at least one location of one ISO faction, uh, of an ISO faction. Yeah, um, but you go back to the vault, you do some more with Cass, and that's when you learn that Cass actually isn't a core guard. They don't know what they are, but they definitely are not a guard, and that they were in the vault when the explosion happened. Kind of weird. And and they they were alone. But then at that time... Yeah, and that they were alone in the vault when the explosion went off. Um, 
And then at that time, you go back to the landing pad where you met up with Proxy earlier to find her holding a disc to Prince's throat. Apparently she found whatever hiding place he was in, dragged him to the roof because she couldn't find the whole user power key thing. So she thinks Prince can lead her to it. And there are a couple of outcomes to this scenario where either you go to Dira's proxy, she tosses Prince in front of her as bait, and you accidentally derez him, allowing her to escape. Or she just escapes and Prince survives. And I'm pretty sure there's a couple others. Those are just the two I've yeah, seen thus far. Yeah, and then, far. again, either, like, whatever, um, like, decision you make, Grish is still mad at you because he's also there at the landing pad. Yeah, Grish comes in, like, halfway through the conversation. He's like, this is all your fault, Query. And both of your dialogue options at that point basically equate to, do we even have time for this, dude? She's holding a disc to his throat. Do you really want to argue semantics right now? And, like, and Query's just all like, you know, we'll we'll get him back. We'll find them. Oh, so before uh, that whole scene... And Prince... Because we'll jump back to Prince's office, because it's before the landing pad where we uh so it's just query and you can actually go through prince's stuff besides the the coin and the record label or the movie uh like when query is first introduced to prince but there's a other a couple of things there um flinch jacket was there yes flinch jacket from 82 there's a computer manual for the arc grid there's, um, what else, what else? There's a handheld video game machine. Um, there's other there stuff. There was, uh, the, the dialogue the between the, um, um, the Dillingers. Oh, yeah, there's a newspaper clipping talking about, um, it's an interview with Edward Dillinger, and he talks about his son in a, you know... Killian Murphy's Edward Dillinger Jr. from his one whole scene in Tron Legacy. I sigh. I'm I trying cry. to think. Is give me Killian Murphy and Tron. Is Dillinger Senior um, kind of like in jail at this point? I mean, he probably has been in there for a while. Yeah. So our solution to this plot conundrum is either that interview is from before '82, and Dillinger Jr. is just a bit older than we thought. Which is entirely possible because it mentions his helicopter. I think that's what it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I remember the Encom helicopter. But the um, the user manual for the Arc Grid's computer, um, makes reference like in Query's dialogue. It makes reference to what they call the mini grid theory, and basically just canonizes that programs see different grids as like kind of the multiverse and i think that's really funny um write that down write that down <laughs> but query gets really existential and stops like reading it it's like poor query like his processor processors are just gonna freak out knowing all this knowledge <laughs> yeah um there's a couple other things but we'll save those for when you play the game he 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 um, but after the whole sequence on the landing platform, um, if you let Sierra go, Ada decides to go to the vault 
to, you know, hang out with Cass and try and help them recover their memories. If you let Sierra stay, Ada just won't be there. Yeah, she'll um, she'll just be. Anyway, you go back to the library. Ada will just be very do. mad at so, you. So you head to the vault. Yeah. Um. So you head to the vault. You defrag Cass's disc one more time, where they remember what they are. They are an ISO with prophetic visions of the arc grid's end, because it was always meant to be temporary, so it's just gonna shut down on its own in approximately 300 cycles or so. And every time Cass realizes this, they explode. If Ada is there, Ada will get caught in the explosion and will Even die. Even if you try to tell her it's not safe, um, she'll still run towards Cass and Ada will do res, no matter what. Yeah. So... Meaning, her deathless friend, you gotta keep Sierra locked up, which kind of sucks. But, um, keeps Ada alive. So, you know, you cut your losses. Um, then, lobby. Words. And then this is where many endings can unfold. But, essentially, all you need to know is that Cass caused the explosion. Um,. Which, you know, that is the that is the answer to Query's conundrum. And then Query has about a billion ethical dilemmas before the end of the story. Um, depending on how you play it. That's kind of fun. But there is a lot of lore we did not cover. Um, Proxy and Gresh fought together in a war, apparently. Um, there's a lot of stuff. You can read that in the game. Um, we will also probably make a couple videos covering it i know we have one in the pipeline about yalstron theories so we'll be sending out the link to oh yeah two point tron theories 2.0 hold the beck is not rensler please yeah they're gonna post it anyway, uh, unfortunately um, i do want to say i think one of uh so the scene before we get back to the landing pad we go to the lobby Grish gets a little, you know, the salt is out. Grish is angry. Basically, Query escapes on the elevator. And I love how you could even do a mean gesture. And I'm just sitting here like, I'm just sitting yes, here like, I oh my that. gosh, Bithel. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> how did. Query not holding I'm back. Just like, <laughs> and then I was like, what did Query pick up from Flynn? Because like my also my favorite little detail was the whole uh knock on the sky and listen to the sound when um Query first meets Ada. So that's <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of possible theories that maybe you know some of them have interacted with Flynn or some of Flynn's dialogue has kind of carried over to the arc. Like one one theory I have that I'll just pitch now. Um, we know that there were eight founder ISOs, at least eight, when Flynn created the Arc Grid, which leads me to believe that there are probably eight factions of ISOs, each spun off from one of those founders. Just just my headcanon until proven wrong, because we know that Bithel is working on more Tron games, yes. boys and girls and our, everyone all of the audience watching. Um, like it's so exciting. And I'm just in here I'm just in here like and all all of us in the community yeah, are like they announced it, it the day the game came out and I played it and I was like, let's go. We're getting more. I'm so excited. And the fact with you know they're all ISOs and I'm just wondering, will Sam find out about the arc and then 
Korra maybe takes a visit because I mean yes. I kind of want to see that and the fact that she'll see more ISOs like please I just want to explore more of Same. this world like we just got the repository which is great I just want more yeah I love <laughs> how the administrator uh circuitry is red because I'm just all like okay <laughs> So I'm just all like, nope, there's no occupation. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool details. I'm very excited to see what Bithel has in store. I played a couple of their other games, and they're phenomenal. So if they can even capture a fragment of what they've done with Identity in the next one, I'm Same. so here for it. Um, seriously, just thank you to all of the guys at that studio. You have done an amazing job reviving this franchise, bringing us back together for more adventures in the grid. Yeah. And we look forward to what Also, Dan LaSock, like, oh my gosh, you really continued. Yeah, we might have to make another Music of Tron episode just I for I already identity. started drafting. We would give the light cycle run track. Oh yeah, so. that's right. I have I already have not put it on my paper and such, but... Dan really like nailed it with each of these tracks. And I saw like just the, I love the usage of the Son of Flynn um, rhythm. And it's just a little, that little homage to Legacy. And you can, if the more you hear it, you, the more you can easily spot the little details from each of the, um, each of the Tron properties. And I love the the melody or the main like melody too, because I'm gonna probably mess with it and improv with some of the chords because there's a lot of things that I'm gonna mess with just to just to have a little fun because I I don't know. I just love making music. But yes, thank you, Dan Lasaw, for making such an awesome soundtrack. I can't wait to see what else you're gonna bring for the next few games. And the best thing about him is that. Since uh, Bithel Games is a company based in the United Kingdom, Dan Lasak is also from the UK. So it just makes the game even more unique. It's a local, like, small company game. And it's amazing. And Bithel Games really promotes all, the, all of these small, small like, games to help grow and prosper. So it's, it's so cool. And I'm so excited for what Bithel Games is going to have for these next round games. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Um, well, unless you have anything else, I think that's uh, actually, all we I have for today. I think we today. still have to talk about uh, experiences between the platforms. Uh, since Identity came out on Switch and PC, I did buy both. Uh, personally, both. Yes. It. personally, I like PC. Definitely, if you're going to do speedruns of the game, PC is the way to go. Uh, with all the defragging is a lot more accessible on PC. With Switch, um, the jo for me, the joysticks really can sometimes fidget out and it'll skip to the next one. So at least that was my like, like not least favorite thing about Switch. But yeah, I, I like the PC version more and you can easily just like rapidly just tap uh at least for my key binding settings the spam yeah. key yeah <laughs> yeah it made repeat playthroughs a lot faster and if you find the defrag mini game repetitive or boring like i've seen a couple steam reviews saying that you can always skip it in pause menu um oh yeah 
which is very useful on other playthroughs. Yeah. Another thing but... about uh, PC also, if there's achievements. Yes, yeah, uh, day two, I got and 100%. You've already got yeah. all of them. Yeah, I'm really close, but I haven't quite. I will say the last yet. one I did was the Deathless. And I also got like every everything else. Yeah, I have a couple. Of... Yeah, I got like everything else. I got all the codex entries. Um. Oh, yes, yeah, so the codex. As of recording, only 9% of players on Steam have done the wow. Deathless playthrough. Hey, 9% so. gang, let's go. Oh. Um, anyways, so with the codex entries, keep an eye. Some of them are really well hidden. I had to maybe, it took maybe three or four runs to maybe get yeah. the rest of them. And with the defragging mini game, there's also some little mini objectives. And if you do those, you get a disc color. So that way with like the, when you do your, like your daily challenges, you can have a different disc color. So mine, like you can have it in purple, green pink like all that and it's cool i do like personally i like the green even though i'm supposed to like the orange because occupation but the green you gotta say yeah but the green the green thing. looks really nice the green the green does look good there's this game just shows off every and in every aspect but the colors, ooh, they make blue look so pretty. They did. That was like, that's your favorite color, so. <laughs> it is. I'm a simple man. <laughs> no. See blue, I click blue. <laughs> no, it's orange um, all the way. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but not burnt. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, both platforms are really good. I don't really think one is better than the other. I like achievements, so I'm biased toward the Steam version, but the Switch version is just as good. Yeah, plus and the um, price is the price of the game. Get both. The price of the can. game is like super super affordable compared to the usual $60 titles. Identity is only 15. Mhm. Mm nice and quick, nice and cheap. We did a giveaway for it on the Tron community server about a week ago. You can come in and maybe we'll do another one sometime soon. I actually don't. Yeah, know. and we did make um, a we did make a channel um, about identity, and that one you can you can talk spoilers on. Yeah, so join the Tron Community Discord server if you want to talk to people about Tron Identity or Light Cycle um, Run. Since got a lovely group that of came out too. There. Yeah, or Light Cycle Run that just happened. Um, big hype. We talked a lot about Light Cycle Run in our last episode um with daily dose of tron that was a fun one um but i think that's all we have for today um as usual you can follow me at discs of tron on instagram and twitter you can follow reads at tron mini archive on instagram and twitter you can follow the podcast at tron Lewis podcast on get this instagram and twitter um and then if you also want to just get directly to us you can email the podcast at tron lives podcast no it's tron lives 2010 at gmail.com yeah that's all i got for today and and as always listening. tron lives for the good of the uprising end of line mm -hmm.